I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey folks, Dr. Joe Esposito here. This week we're going to be talking about alcohol and how it affects your body. Now this is important. If you ever listened to my shows in the past, I talk about the seven deadly sins of nutrition. And the seven deadly sins of nutrition are alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. And I know most of you said, oh my gosh, that's my whole diet. I'll starve if I can't eat alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. I know. But once we break it down for you and give you logical reasons why you shouldn't be doing these things, hopefully you'll say Dr. Joe is right, as most people do. And then you'll be able to make some changes. And I know it's hard to make changes. I understand that. You don't have to do it all at once. But I want to cover alcohol today because I'm blown away how many people drink. Now, I don't drink. I haven't had a drink since I was 28 years old. And it's not that I was an alcoholic. I just realized I didn't like the way I felt when I drank. And I was on vacation. I remember I was in Anguilla. And they sent a bottle of champagne to the room I was staying in and uh, broke it open, had a glass of champagne. And I didn't feel good that night. And I didn't feel good the next day. And I thought, why am I doing this? Why am I doing something that makes me feel bad? Everybody jokes about it, hangovers, I feel rotten, I can't go to work. Why would you do something on purpose that's not good for you? So I thought I'd do a whole show on alcohol today and discuss it and hopefully get you to open up your eyes and say, maybe there are things I can do. Now, if you're going to drink, here's the rule. For every drink you have, I want you to have three glasses of water. And the reason is alcohol is a diuretic. When you put alcohol in your body, you have a chemical in your brain called antidiuretic hormone or vasopressin. And what happens is vasopressin prevents you from peeing. Now, we're all producing vasopressin, otherwise we pee all day. When you drink alcohol, it shuts down or slows down your production of vasopressin, so you pee so much. That's why if you drink one beer, you pee out three, right? People wonder, well, why am I peeing so much? It's the vasopressin shutdown. And that happens because the body is so smart, the body says, I have to get the alcohol out of my system. Because alcohol destroys what? Brain cells. How many people knew that? How many people forgot that? I know, from college days, right? But alcohol destroys brain cells, your brain controls everything. And as a chiropractor, our job is to make sure your brain and your nervous system are working properly. And if you're drinking alcohol, you're damaging the brain cells. So that's why you, you, you pee so much, because the body's trying to flush out the alcohol. So what I want you to do is, if you are gonna drink, for every drink you have, three full glasses of water. It's going to rehydrate you, and you'll be in the bathroom all day, so you won't have time to drink. It's kind of cool. So let's talk about how alcohol affects the body. Now, according to a recent report by the U.S. Surgeon General, substance abuse is just skyrocketing around the United States, and that includes alcohol. Now, in fact, substance abuse in general has eclipsed cancer in terms of prevalence. There's more substance abuse than cancer. Now, according to this report, more than 66 million, nearly 25% of adolescent adult population reported binge drinking at some point in 2015 is when this study came out. 25% people binge drink. That's crazy. Now, in terms of healthcare costs, as a doctor, that's my concern. Alcohol abuse is raking up uh, a, a price tag of $249 billion a year. Everybody freaks out when they hear, oh my gosh, they just increased the, the national budget by you know, X amount of billions of dollars. And $249 billion a year just on alcohol abuse. Nobody's talking about that. Well, we are. Drinking has become so common, you might not give much thought to it. Researchers have even stated that moderate alcohol consumption may have certain health benefits, 
I'm going to argue that point, which may serve as a comforting justification. A lot of people say that. Well, I drink red wine. Red wine is good for you what? Well, your heart, right? But it's not the wine that's good for your heart. It's the red that's good for your heart. It's the proanthocyanidine and antioxidants that are found in the, the colorful grapes that are good for you. Why is red wine good for you? Why not white wine? Why not beer? Why not vodka? The red wine is what we say is good for you because of the antioxidants. The darker the color, the higher the antioxidant levels. So don't buy into the fact that alcohol is good for you. And here's the thing. When we say that alcohol is good for you, it has to be organic. And the reason is one of the nutrients that we find in red wine is something called resveratrol. Now, the way resveratrol works is it helps prevent damage to something called your telomere. Now, the telomere is a little tail that's on your genes, not your blue genes, but on your gene genes. And the telomere, when you're young, is very long and active. And as you get older, the telomere starts to get weaker and die. And that's called aging. So we can figure out your chronological age by looking at the telomeres. It's pretty cool. So what happens is resveratrol stops the damage from happening to the telomere and can slow down the damage. And in some cases, actually reverse it a little bit. But here's the catch. If you're not drinking organic wine, you're not going to get the resveratrol. And the reason is the grapes produce resveratrol to, to fight off fungus. So if you're spraying fungicide, a chemical to kill fungus, on the non-organic grapes, they don't produce the resveratrol, so you're not getting the benefit from it. So if you're going to drink wine, it has to be red, has to be organic. And in order to get a really true medicinal benefit, you have to drink several bottles to a case a day. A day! You're not supposed to drink a case of wine a day. Don't say Dr. Joe gave you permission on this now. I don't want to get accused of anything. So you have to drink ridiculous amounts to get any type of health benefit. So why do it? And here's the thing. If you want to get resveratrol, eat grapes. Well, there's a novel idea. So when people say that there's some health benefits to, to alcohol, any health benefit is far outweighed by the de detrimental effects. Now, there's still plenty of controversy over this issue, this issue, but I don't want you to justify chronic drinking saying that there's some health benefits to it. It's a lot healthier to not drink than to drink. Drinking tends to do far more harm than good, even if you're within the guidelines of what they call moderate alcohol consumption. The body needs zero alcohol to function properly. Now, the effect of alcohol on your body depends on a number of factors. It includes your gender, your weight, your genetic makeup. Uh, the smaller you are, the more concentrated your blood alcohol levels, and as compared to somebody who's larger, of course, drinking the same amount. Women who tend to have more body fat than men will also tend to be more affected by the alcohol because alcohol is soluble in fat. That's why drinking guidelines are, are lower uh, for women. Now, your genes also play a significant role in how your body processes alcohol, which subsequently determines how likely you are to suffer a hangover as well. Now, let me talk about this because nobody talks about this, and I don't know why. You and your body produce a chemical called dehydrogenases. These are a group of enzymes. And alcohol dehydrogenase breaks down alcohol. So the enzymes that break down the alcohol are in the body, and they're, they're, they're helping break down the alcohol. Now, if you're not producing the alcohol dehydrogenase, what happens is you're going to get a hangover. So some people that I know, are uh, they can drink a lot. And they wake up the next day, and they do great. You know people like that? Other people, like myself, if I even inhale around alcohol, I don't feel good. So the alcohol dehydrogenases are enzymes that break down the alcohol. If you produce a lot of these genetically, chances are you're not going to have the hangover. If you don't have it, then you have a problem. And so that's one of the reasons why some people can drink and some can't. So if you have slow metabolizing enzymes, you're more likely to get a hangover when you drink. 
Now, the hangover is your body's way of telling you it's having a hard time metabolizing or breaking down the alcohol and is struggling uh, with the elevated toxicity. Continuing to drink, despite such physical, physical objections, raises your risk of liver disease. That's the thing. We know that alcohol causes problems. No one argues the fact that alcohol is detrimental to your health. And yet we feel awful. It's expensive. You do stupid things. People die. You make bad choices, DUIs. All this occurs, and yet for some reason we keep thinking that this is a good thing. It doesn't make any sense to me. So your genetic profile predisposes you to not suffer from hangovers, again, if you're producing these enzymes. That does not mean you can drink without physiological repercussions. It's happening. You may not feel it, but it's happening. Now, breakdown products of alcohol are what causes the most biological damage. And those byproducts are produced even when your body metabolizes the alcohol quick enough to avoid the toxic hangover. That's what causes the hangover. And also, we said that when you drink alcohol, you urinate a lot, right? You drink one beer, you pee out three. So you're dehydrating yourself. So the brain is shrinking. When you drink alcohol, you're flushing out vital nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and nutrients being flushed out of your system. So there's a lot of repercussions that have to happen when you drink alcohol. You can't get away with it and, and just can't do it and get away with things. So alcohol depresses your central nervous system, which slows down communication between your brain cells. Now, my team of doctors and I were chiropractors. Our job is to make sure your nervous system is working the best it possibly can. So if you drink alcohol, it destroys brain cells. A little bit of alcohol, a little bit of brain damage. A lot of alcohol, a lot of brain damage. It affects something called the limbic system. And that's the part of the system that controls emotions. And that's why alcohol consumption lowers your inhibitions. You think you're good looking. You think you're sexy. You think you're strong. You think you can dance. It's affecting the limbic system, which then lowers your inhibitions. Now, your prefrontal cortex in your brain is a part called the prefrontal cortex. That's a brain region associated with reasoning and judgment. This slows down your response when you drink alcohol, leads to more impulsive uh, and poor judgment. Now, the prefrontal cortex is not fully formed until you're about age 25. Let me explain this to you. Your brain is growing, and you're developing this part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex, and the brain develops from back to front. So the front of the brain forms last. Now, the prefrontal cortex it helps you make good decisions. This is why children are severely affected by alcohol. And if you're under 25, you're 18, you're going out drinking with your friends, 21, drinking with your friends, you're gonna do some really stupid things because your brain's filter isn't formed yet. So you're not able to make good decisions. It's impossible, you don't have the prefrontal cortex to make those decisions. So at higher doses, the cerebellum, which is the back part of the brain, plays a role in muscle activity, and that can be impacted. This leads to dizziness and loss of balance and loss of motor control, muscle control. Over time, even over a short period of time, short as one month, that can cause damage to the muscles. This is why you fall down when you drink. What happens is your cerebellum is very vascular. It has a lot of blood vessels in it. And so when you drink, the blood vessels, the alcohol is really affected because the blood is bringing the alcohol to the cerebellum, and that's when you start getting off balance. And that's when you start making bad decisions, and that's when you can't control your motor functions. So we know the physiology, we know what happens when you drink alcohol, and it has to happen. And I have some friends that drink a lot. And I know, if we go out, I'm, they'll drive to the party, I'll drive home. It's, we've been doing this since college. And I, they know the, the consequences, and why would you do something that you know is gonna be detrimental to your health? Emotionally, physically, psychologically, financially, there's no upside to doing these things. So let's discuss, discuss some of the health issues that are related to alcohol consumption. It increases liver stiffness, which increases your risk of liver cirrhosis. 
Now, if you've ever taken a piece of chicken liver or beef liver, you know what it feels like. As you drink, the liver gets harder. Now, everything you eat, everything you drink, everything you breathe is filtered through the liver. And so if the liver gets clogged up, you're not circulating properly through the liver, and that causes problems. Your liver's clean out waste products, helps with hormone breakdown. So the liver is always going to be affected when you drink. It diminishes the formation of memories. There's an eth one of the, the type of alcohol is ethanol, and ethanol can build up in the brain. This is why you may not remember what you did while you were drunk. Doc, I passed out. I don't know what happened. Well, it's because the ethanol toxicity in the brain. Alcohol also causes your hippocampus to shrink, which affects your memory and your learning. The hippocampus is a part of the brain that controls memory, so it can actually start to shrink. It promotes systemic inflammation. If you've listened to my shows before, I'm big on reducing inflammation because every disease known to man has an inflammatory component. So if you're drinking, it's going to increase what's called systemic or whole system inflammation. And studies have shown even a single binge causes dramatic rise in inflammation. So in other words, your body reacts to the alcohol in the same way as it reacts to an injury or an infection. Now, as a chiropractor, we see a lot of injuries, sports injuries, car accidents, uh, workers' comp injuries, and there's always an inflammatory component. So what do we do? We put ice on it. We get them on good, good nutrition. Uh, we get them on supplements like Dr. Joe's Supergreens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. So the body is capable of helping fight off this inflammation. And then you go out and drink, causing inflammation. You're fighting what we're trying to do. I don't want you to do that. Alcohol increases stress on your heart. It raises your risk of cardiomyopathy, arrhythmias, high blood pressure, and even stroke. Blood alcohol levels spike two to three hours after your last drink, which means it can occur in the middle of the night while you're sleeping. This raises your risk of accidental death due to choking on your own vomit or suffering cardiac failure or stroke while you sleep. And a lot of rock stars, some reason 27 years old is the time they die, a lot of them die on their own vomit. Why? Because it kicks in three hours later. And they're asleep, they throw up, they don't know that they're, they're choking to death, and they die. And not just rock stars, it happens to people every day. Significantly increases your endotoxin levels. In other words, alcohol causes gut damage. Endo means inside. It causes gut damage, allowing bacteria to escape from your gut into your bloodstream. It's called leaky gut syndrome. And I've covered this before with digestion. If you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, you may not be digesting your food properly. So the food passes from your stomach into your small intestine, partially digested. There it causes an inflammatory reaction and that can tear little holes in your colon and then undigested pieces of food, fecal matter, bacteria can be absorbed into your blood system because now you have little holes in your colon, little microscopic holes. And that's called leaky gut. And so alcohol makes leaky gut syndrome worse. And now what happens is these chunks of undigested food get absorbed into the blood system. The immune system now has to attack these foreign bodies and the immune system goes crazy. You only have so many warriors in your immune system, white blood cells. And so the immune system is now attacking these foreign bodies and now the immune system is stressed. So now comes along viruses, germs, bacteria. Now we have a problem because the immune system is kind of fighting on all these different fronts. It doesn't know what to do and that becomes a big issue. So why would you want to stress your immune system knowing that you may be exposed to something that can then be ultimately deadly? Now, these are just a handful of the physical effects of alcohol. In reality, alcohol affects every part of your body. In terms of chronic disease, studies have linked excessive alcohol consumption with increased risk of poor immune function, which raises your risk of most diseases because of the leaky gut syndrome, and it also slows down your immune system. Pancreatitis, cancer, all can be related to alcohol consumption. Recent study found alcohol was routinely linked to cancers in the rectum. 
the liver, the colon, the esophagus, uh, the pharynx, the larynx, and in women, the breast. Overall, it found that alcohol is a causative factor in nearly 6% of all cancer deaths worldwide. Now imagine, I came up with a pill, and it can reduce cancer 6%. It would be on every news report. It would be all over the world. Oh my gosh, how, I'll pay anything for that pill. How can I get that pill? And here I'm telling you how to reduce your risk by simply 6%. And then if you add things like cutting out alcohol, meats, sugars, dairies, coffee, sodas, artificial sweeteners, the risk drops crazy low. So the percentage of death related to alcohol and cancer increased by 62% in the past 12 years. I thought that drinking would decrease because I thought it was a college thing. We did it. It was fun. It was crazy. It's not. It's getting worse. American Cancer Society also warns that even a few drinks each week can increase your risk of breast cancer. Just a few drinks. Oh, doc, it's safe. I'm just having social alcohol. It's okay. The risk is higher in women who have low folate levels. Now, folate is a, is a vitamin. And other research links uh, the recurrence of breast cancer with alcohol intake. Many folks that drink don't eat a good diet, so they don't get enough folate and other B vitamins or other nutrients. So here's the thing. If you're drinking, like I said, there's certain rules I want you to follow. Number one, I want you to make sure you're having three glasses of water for every drink. Number two, I want you to replace a lot of the nutrients that are being lost. And you simply do that by taking something like Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. Now, I am not advocating you drinking and then taking Super Greens and Essential Source. If you're new to the show, there's two, we have a bunch of supplements I've created that are on the website, drjoe.com. But Super Greens and Essential Source are the minimum supplements that you should be taking every single day, regardless of whether you're drinking or not. Because we just don't have the nutrients in our food like we used to. And in fact, there was a study just out recently that said vitamins really don't do a whole lot. Well, if you dig into studies like that, you usually find that they're using synthetic vitamins. And synthetic vitamins are made in a laboratory, and they're not the same. For example, vitamin C and ascorbic acid are two different things. Even though they call ascorbic acid vitamin C, ascorbic acid is only one-eighth of the vitamin C molecule. So you want to use whole food supplements, not from the store, but foods that are pro of, of supplements that are processed minimally and certainly non-synthetic. So that's why Super Green is an essential source everybody should be taking. And as time is passing, our nutrient levels are dropping because the food we're eating is being grown in soil that's been processed over and over and over again. That's why I recommend organic. And also, when I was a kid, and I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, we never went out to dinner. Once a year, my grandfather took us to a German restaurant. I'm half Italian, half German. My German grandfather would take us to a German restaurant once a year. And that was it. Every other meal was made at home. So we didn't have a lot of steroids and hormones and chemicals and pesticides and preservatives. A, they didn't exist. And B, we cooked at home, so we didn't have a lot of things thrown into the food that we didn't know about. Now, how many meals a day do you eat out? I'm going to venture a guess that most of you eat often. And so if you're eating out often, you're not getting all the nutrients you should either, most likely. So that's why things like super greens and essential source are vital, especially if you're draining your nutrients with things like alcohol. Now, these links that we're talking about appear to be related to alcohol's ability to raise your estrogen level. Alcohol also affects hormone in men, hormones in men. Now, here's the thing. You drink, you think you're going to get sexy, you think you're going to look good, you're going to have some fun. Well, alcohol lowers your testosterone and raises your estrogen. So you're less likely, keep it clean, it's a family show, to function in a romantic department because your, your testosterone levels are dropping. And this is why a lot of times we see people that do drink excessively, men will start to develop breasts. Okay, a, it's called gynecomastia. 
And we see this a lot. And I remember a couple of years ago, I was on a cruise and I was sitting by the pool and there were kids running, you know, younger kids, teenagers and, and, uh, and college guys running around. And I noticed even the guys that like were like, like football players were starting to develop gynecomastia. And I'm thinking, I bet you that's from the alcohol, any other chemicals they're being exposed to. So chronic alcohol use is associated with testicular failure, male infertility. If you go to my website, drjoe.com, we did a show not long ago on men, men, men's health issues. And one of the things is that we are, we as men in, in, in North America, are 50% lower in our sperm count than men 30, 40 years ago. Isn't that crazy? 50%. And if this trend continues, Europe, North America, sterility is going to become the norm. And the only people that are going to be able to make babies will probably be people that can do in vitro fertilization. That's scary. Now, it's not affecting South America and Africa. So now we have to be concerned as to what's going to happen because it's affecting some men and not others. And so we'll probably see a shift. We won't be alive to see it, but we'll see a shift in the population because we in North America and Europe are killing our sperm. And alcohol is one of the reasons we're doing it. So you'll see feminine symptoms in men, like we said, the gynecomastia, can also, they, can, they contain biological phytoestrogens. Phytoestrogens are plant estrogens. Some studies suggest that if you have been diagnosed with breast cancer or prostate cancer, and especially if you're overweight or postmenopausal, it would be a real good idea to cut back or eliminate your alcohol intake. Because fat produces estrogen. Fat becomes a living, breathing organ. And so when you put fat into the body, it produces estrogen. Estrogen, in turn, causes you to lay down fat, which then produces estrogen, which causes you to lay down fat. So this is why when you're fat, and I used to be fat, so I can say the F word. I used to be fat. And I know how hard it is to lose weight, and that once you get rolling, it's easier to lose weight. Why wasn't it this easy in the beginning? Because you're producing so much estrogen, which causes you to lay down fat. Alcohol raises your estrogen levels. Even if it does provide some benefit, it's unlikely that alcohol will add much to an otherwise healthy diet and lifestyle. So if you're eating the right foods, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, you're getting uh, the right nutrients, things like Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source. Also, I'm going to recommend you take Dr. Joe's B-Complex if you're drinking because the body flushes out the B vitamins. So there's now things, I've seen this in Las Vegas, where there's buses that go around and they'll give you an intravenous, an IV of a pack of nutrients because after drinking, it's supposed to help with hangovers. And then they might even give you oxygen as well. Here's the thing. Why get a hangover and then have to treat it? Why not just not get the hangover? Well, there's a novel idea. What a concept, right? Now, I know if you're going to drink, I'm a realist. I understand you're probably going to do it. Follow some general rules. A lot of water. Replace the nutrients. I would take the super greens and essential source and the B-complex before and then the next day. You've got to replace those nutrients and, and the fluid that's being flushed out as well. So here's a helpful protocol to minimize the damage to your liver. Okay, we talked about super greens and essential source. You also probably want to take something called N-acetylcysteine. NAC or N-acetylcysteine is a form of amino acid cysteine. Now, it's known to help increase something called glutathione and reduce uh, this, this, the acetaldehyde toxicity, which comes with the hangover. So glutathione is the number one antioxidant in your body. And try taking N-acetylcysteine, about 200 milligrams, 30 minutes before you drink to help lessen the effects of the alcohol. Because the glutathione is going to help the liver function more efficiently and then hopefully help break down some of those, those toxic chemicals. We talked about the B vitamins. N-acetylcysteine is thought to work better when you combine it with vitamin B1. But vitamin B6 can also help lessen your hangovers since alcohol depletes your body of B vitamins across the board. And the B vitamins are required to help eliminate the alcohol from the body. 
A B vitamin supplement taken beforehand, as well as the next day, can help, and that's why we have Dr. Joe's B Complex. I'm gonna have to go to break pretty soon. When we come back, we're gonna talk about other things that you can do to help minimize the damage. We're gonna talk about something called milk thistle. You may have heard that. Milk thistle uh, contains silmarion, and that's an, an antioxidant that can help prevent liver damage. So when there's liver issues, I usually talk about milk thistle along with the Super Greens, the essential source. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on the WSB Radio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.